Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I am Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show, mm-hmm. my good superlative, conservative, businessman, <laughs> landlord, family man, college graduate, football player, football fan. Just a, just a co-host today. We're All right. going to try out the standards. Uh, I understand some callers have been... Uh, complaining that you're subpar and I said what's the best golfer then on the course (laughs) that's why I picked that nickname real quick though uh, have you gone to wait till next year yet (laughs) what do you mean the cubbies oh (laughs) yes uh, well yeah that's a sort of a uh, uh, my normal mantra yeah I'm I'm sort of always there even when the (laughs) I have one good hopeful day and then the season opens Uh, good to see you good to be back and we have some guests here that uh will want to tell us why these numbers mean something. Yeah, why the numbers are what they are. It is Financial Friday. Ben Reckley is the co-host. I'm Mark Lawrence. Sunbury Motor Company, our sponsor, sunburymotor.com. Bob Garrett is here, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Good morning, Bob. Thank you so much for coming in today. Good morning, Mark. Uh, always good to see you. We're going to get some Labor Department reaction uh, from you in a moment. And Art Thomas here, Chairman of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, President of MECTEC and Diversity diversified construction. He cleans up nicely, too. Welcome aboard, sir. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Our two of our guys are going off to the Susquehanna uh, Community Education Project Summit that's going to be held shortly thereafter. So uh, we, we maybe we'll get a little chat about that uh, as time permits here this morning. Let's get the jobless numbers for no particular reason. I start with Ben. So just reaction. We, we, we got a real booming economy and a real doomy economy. It just depends on which stat you're looking at or and which segment of the uh, employment. But the, the underemployment factors uh, seem to be coming out. Uh, at, and Bob, at 315 I was hearing. I was hearing 215, 280 then, now 263. So, you know, it, it, to be honest, it's, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Unemployment down a bit. But the uh, I would say if we were on the seas... In a ship, I would hope it would be a big ship to be able to take on the storm that's coming. Um, I think Jamie Dimon uh, talked about it, uh, the financier and uh, bank president, CEO. Uh, you know, it, it's there, there is just, I don't know, Bob, I, I'm going to say this, Art, you guys, Art, you're in it, and I know your construction business side of it, the permitting side of it, but there seems to be a storm, and my concern is the rip currents. What, what it's going to do to the economy, if that's an analogy that would make sense for folks. 
Well, you know, the uh, it's an interesting analogy you bring up. Uh, so riptides, uh, and we know you, uh, to get out of a riptide, you go sideways, right? Mm-hmm. So it does feel like we're a little bit uh, sideways these days. By the way, uh, at 830, there was uh, a lot of data out there. And let's just re-review it if uh, we can. It was 263,000 jobs. As Ben points out, there was, a, there was some pretty big numbers had been proposed. But frankly, a little bit of a cool off from uh, from the previous month is not te- a terrible thing because this will take a little bit of the impetus away from the feds to uh, go crazy with the interest rates with another huge uh, hit. Down from 315 in August, so, you know, 40, 55,000 jobs roughly in that thing. But the key that you just talked about, will this allow the Fed to not raise the interest rates as much as they would like to. We talk a lot, uh, Ben, about churn, about the, the, the natural churn of the economy, et cetera. And uh, anything that's over 200000 that's basically the, the churn. You need, to, you need to maintain that 200000 just to replace the people going out of the labor force as they're coming in. The unemployment rate actually dropped uh, slightly to 3.5%. And, and uh, Art, I see you're looking at the participation rate. What the, what's that number look like? Uh, well, you know, I'm always looking at the participation rate. And this is because uh, you'd like more people to participate. Uh, yeah, and th- th- this is a screwy thing. I'll tell you, we got two hundred sixty-three thousand jobs, and but yet participation dropped from sixty-two four last month to sixty-two point three. So we had unemployment unemployment drop to its all-time low, but we've also had participation drop to sixty-two point three. And with two hundred sixty-three thousand starts and. Uh, three and a half unemployment. Uh, we certainly seem to be uh, uh, making our final approach to the landing strip here for a soft landing. Hopefully, the tires won't blow out when we <laughs> when we hit the strip. But uh, you know, with uh, President mentioning Armageddon yesterday again. Who knows what that'll do to things? Uh, we'll well, that, see. And, and I appreciate that. So we've uh, Mark, uh, just if you're keeping score here, we've gone from riptides to tire blowout on a soft landing. Uh, let's see what you can uh, come up with. But uh, the other the other number we wanted to watch uh, because we are going into that all important uh, holiday shopping season is consumer confidence. And I appreciate Art uh, mentioning uh, at this point uh, about what the president had to say yesterday. At this point, we really want to. Try Try to increase consumer confidence because, as we know, the uh, that year-end shopping is what makes the profit for a lot of our small businesses. And uh, what we know is that coming out of August into September, uh, the consumer confidence rate was okay, 108, as compared to 100 would be where it was in 1985. So, uh, so it's it's holding its own. It's stabilizing. We're sort of hoping that the oil prices will stabilize. It doesn't look like that's going to happen, uh, by the way. But if we can get fairly stable right now and, and have a little stability, we might be able to end this year in, a, in pretty good shape. So you go out your back door and over the fence, your neighbor who knows nothing about economics in the local economy doesn't even realize you work for the chamber, says, how's the economy right around here? What are you seeing locally? How do you answer? Yeah, well, uh, we actually do track. Uh, you know, I always like to have data. You know, I can, I can go from the seat of my pants, but I prefer not to. And uh, we always have data. And it's real interesting what has happened uh, in the 67 counties in Pennsylvania. We have two counties, uh, Union 
Union and Montour that are still right up there in the in the top 10, if you will, lowest unemployment counties in the state. Uh, Snyder County, and this could be an anomaly, uh, anytime you get into the, this granular, uh, is right in the middle of the pack. Uh, they're at 4.3%, uh, which is up, uh, up uh, uh, quite a bit from the previous month. And Northumberland County, still right at 5%, which we used to call full employment, full employment um, is actually now in the, one of the top third uh, unemployment counties in the state. And that's largely because all the other counties are coming down. So, uh, so a mixed bag uh, here, in, um, uh, here in the greater Susquehanna Valley, but uh, we're holding our own. And your, real, your local realtor neighbor says that we don't have enough homes to sell, so that hasn't changed, even though prices are starting to stabilize a little bit. Interest rates are up. Same conversation. What's, what are we noting locally in terms of the economy? Well, I think the national news is saying that the home market's slowing down. I think uh, we may be yet to see that here. Uh, some of the, our realtors can probably do a better job of answering that one. But I've been looking for an employee at my company for a year and a half. I'm still looking. Tried to come up with some creative advertising, but short of spending more than I have in my wallet to try and compete with other people that are advertising, I'm just trying to wait the storm out here for uh, employment availability. Well, one of the things about the real estate, the real estate market is slowing. You talk to realtors, and one of the early indicators of that is the title searches, and and the title searchers are sort of uh, going days, weeks without some searches in, in some areas. So that that market's gonna, and the the part of that is you know earlier January. We're not even a year into this. Interest rates were right around three percent. Now they're above six point five percent. Depending, so that that, that that's going to squash the real estate market, the refinancing. Uh, however, art people now maybe instead of buying a new house, will put that sunroom on instead of uh, going that way. But I'll even that's going to be tight. We've been say I, for the first time in my career, and I've been working longer than I want to state right here now. But uh, for the first time in my career, I've learned how to say no. You know, with both companies. The phone just rings off the hook, and uh, we went from telling people how far out we'd be with things, and I'm talking both on the engineering side and, uh, and the construction side, to we're saying no. So you're turning down jobs? We're turning down work. We still got the worker shortage. We got people that yeah. don't want to work. You are the only person around here that's made two fabulous hires in the past month with <laughs> uh, Zach Stotter and Kendi Alvarez. Right, so yep. you were lucky enough to snag two of the young, uh, great, smart, uh, professional toilers around here that love to put in the hours. You know, you're, you're, you know, you got 10, 12 hour people coming on board there. But there are only a few of them and of us. Yeah, I think around. I may have picked off the entire bench uh, there, uh, Mark. <laughs> Unfortunately, bad, bad news for my uh, for my members. Uh, but yeah, we re we aced. I'm sticking with my story uh, that we're in the midst of a terrible labor shortage in the Greater Susquehanna Valley. But uh, we did do very well. What Mark is referring to is uh, we've just brought on this week uh, Zach Stotter as our director of workforce, and uh, he'll be helping out with leadership Susquehanna Valley and be the key guy with membership. And then Kendi. Uh, 
Alvarez will be our uh, pulling together all of our events as our director of events and marketing. Uh, so we're, we're feeling real good about that. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, oh, hopefully we'll have our guest lined up. We're going to be talking about community colleges in Pennsylvania. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Hey. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Martin Lynn Hall, our fabulous producer. We appreciate her help and hard work. we got Bob Garrett, Art Thomas, and Ben Reichley here did some of our initial analysis of the jobless numbers. We have a guest on the line, Elizabeth Bolden, is back. Talked to her last spring. She's president and CEO of the Pennsylvania Commission for Community Colleges. Good morning, Elizabeth. Thanks for calling in again today. Good morning. Nice to be with you. As we watch the unemployment rate, uh, believe it or don't, went down a little bit, down to record levels. Uh, what's your level of satisfaction that you've worked to make sure that community colleges thrive? That's part of the Pennsylvania story, this idea that uh, the uh, post-secondary pipeline is helping to feed some of the good unemployment numbers that we have in Pennsylvania. Yeah, they really are. They really work community colleges across the state, including Luzerne County Community College, and are working very closely with their employer partners to uh, to fill the work source shortages across the Commonwealth. And I think uh, there's good news in the jobs report, um, but what we still hear from employers is that they're having trouble finding uh, qualified employees. And, and what I just want to share with you and your listeners this morning is that uh, folks don't have to go away to a four-year institution to reskill or upskill uh, to get the tools and equipment that they need uh, to, to get a new job. Good morning, Elizabeth. This is Bob Garrett, the President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley uh, Chamber of Commerce. And I really appreciate you mentioning how closely our, our local uh, community college is working uh, with the business community. I was up uh, and heard a presentation by Tom Leary uh, last week uh, where he talked about the census, if you will, the number of students at Luzerne. And I was wondering if you could give us a statewide perspective. Tom told us that they're holding their own. Their, their numbers are where they uh, need to be. They're actually up slightly uh, from a year ago. You know, things dipped during a pandemic, but now they're back up. What are you seeing statewide as far as the number of students uh, attending community colleges? So thanks. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, the, uh, numbers across the state are very uh, depending on a lot of factors. We know that students um, are, are, are facing uncertainty like many of us and determining what their next steps are as they recover from the disruptions of the past few years. Um, we're very encouraged by the numbers. We'd like to see them a little higher because we know that when students come to community college and gain a post-secondary credential, they're able to enter the workforce um, usually at, at a higher wage and at a job that provides them what they're looking for. Um, you know, the, the uptick in the numbers at Luzerne is attributable to the very good work <laughs> that they do 
<clears throat> excuse me, as a college to make sure the community is aware of the opportunities they have there. You know, colleges have really redesigned how they operate. Uh, there are more options for students than ever. Uh, they can access face-to-face -face instruction. They can access online or hybrid courses. Uh, we have extended counseling and tutoring hours. Um, so I think that students will find that if they're willing to give it a try, um, there are partners like Luther County Community College willing to work with them. And if I can, I want to follow up with a, uh, uh, maybe I'll ask you if you can clarify uh, for us. the. Um, we talk here in the greater Susquehanna Valley about the continuum of education, how they build on top of uh, how uh, secondary, well, primary builds on secondary, builds on uh, maybe a two-year career, a four-year uh, career. And, of course, now with the Geisinger Commonwealth Medical School, uh, a, a medical degree right here in the greater Susquehanna Valley. Um, talk to us a little bit or tell us uh, tell our listeners about how that continuum works about what is this thing they call early college uh, how does it how does the articulation agreements uh, work uh, we have worked very very hard to make sure that uh, that Luzerne who has two centers in uh, Northumberland County one in Schmoke and one in Watsontown are fully uh, part of that continuum but I don't know that everybody who's listening in uh, understands what a continuum of education is and how community colleges work in that in that uh, framework right and so we I like to talk about it in terms of a pathway um, because the pathway really reflects how most of us get through our lives um, so in secondary school the partnerships with community colleges are so important for students to be able to do career exploration activities and to be exposed to post-secondary study some people may not think that they are prepared or that they could do it and I think when they get exposed to early college and dual enrollment when they take advantage of those opportunities, uh, they begin to see what post-secondary study is like, um, and it doesn't become something uh, remote to them. It becomes something real that they understand. Um, and then when you can uh, seamlessly move from, post, from secondary to post-secondary, those credits carry with you, so you've saved time and money on the cost of your credential that you you earn at a community college. And then you, you mentioned something really important, which is community college partnerships with four-year colleges and universities. And you're really blessed in the area that, that we are talking about today to have very strong post-secondary partners like Bucknell and Susquehanna University and Marywood. And I'm, I'm leaving some out, I know. <clears throat> But they all partner with community colleges to ensure that students, when they are finished with community college, can move right on seamlessly to the four-year school to get their baccalaureate degree and, as you uh, described, on to advanced degrees as well. Can you because we know sometimes it seems like a long pathway, and these opportunities allow students to move at their own pace um, and get on and off that pathway depending on where they are in their life. Can you step back a little bit, tell us what the Pennsylvania Commission for Community Colleges is? We've seen you all over at uh, functions and statewide educational fora. We've seen you testifying in front of the State House. So tell us what the commission does. So the commission is the statewide organization that represents the Commonwealth's 15 community colleges that award associate degree credentials. There are other entities that award associate degrees, but community colleges are really unique in the way they are organized and governed. Uh, there's 
organized under a specific section of the school code. And so the commission uh, is their statewide uh, organizing entity. We do public relations, government relations, and professional development. We convene groups of uh, the professionals at the colleges so that they can share best practices uh, across the state. But my job at the commission level is really to help the Commonwealth understand how to leverage and use community colleges um, to both achieve individual education goals as well as to help employers understand how community colleges can partner with them to ensure that they have a highly qualified and trained workforce. Okay, last question. The Susquehanna Valley Community Education Project happens to be holding a summit today. Tell us about your interaction with them and this idea of a new community college around here. So I I am uh, pleased to be able to be joining them today to share the story about what community colleges are doing across the Commonwealth. And I think my uh, advice to them is the advice that I give all uh, communities in the Commonwealth, which is it is critically important that your residents have access to post-secondary education, and it is critically important that the community decide what that looks like for their community. The one thing that separates community colleges from every other type of higher education institution is that they are the community's college, and that requires a partnership between the community and the college. Um, And so I'm excited uh, to share what community colleges are doing across the state, and I really wish them uh, the very best as they decide what the path forward is for their community and ensuring that their residents have access to the life-changing power of a post-secondary credential. Fantastic. Well, we'll look forward to hearing your words. Half the room here is going to the event, so they'll see you there, and so we're glad to say that uh, you're coming back to our area to talk. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks for all your information. Uh, Contacting you at pacommunitycolleges.org is easy to do. Thank you very much for checking in for our Financial Friday today. Great. Thank you. Much appreciated. That was Elizabeth Bolden, President and CEO of the Pennsylvania Commission uh, for Community Colleges in Pennsylvania. Uh, No reaction to the U.S. jobs report that saw unemployment go down somehow, 263,000 new jobs. Despite that number, uh, everybody who has a thermometer in the nation's economy says we are slowing down and the inflation is still ridiculous. No change there. Companies are still gouging. (laughs) Please. Now, come on, Mark. The uh, if it costs more for them to receive something, they have to charge more. You know, if they don't make a profit, they don't make it till tomorrow. The uh, you can have whatever opinion you want, but the fact of the matter is, is you can't be for jobs and against business. It doesn't work. The math just doesn't work there. Uh, so yeah, so the, uh, the really the economic uh, numbers are uh, as we expected, a mixed bag. But a mixed bag isn't all bad right now. If if this economy was still sizzling, we'd be looking right down the barrel of a massive um, interest rate increase. And, you know, interest rates, they're just, they don't just affect the big boys. They affect the folks that are thinking about home equity loans. They affect the folks that are thinking about getting an education. Uh, those They most affect the middle America. It's well, not just the upper class. We can tiptoe around the fire pit here, but here is the fire. The fire is we have an administration that is very suspect about how to handle the economy, and we haven't seen them be able to step up, nor do they have the people, they seem like, in certain key positions to move this economy forward. So if you want to have a soft landing, you better have a pilot named Scully that's being able to bring that plane in. On, Sully. Or I'm sorry, Sully. On you know, Scully was uh, Apple's uh, CEO. Uh, you better bring bring that plane in on either a runway, 
a waterway or in the field. So uh, right now, I, I, I think the suspect is we we're seeing the Fed, we're seeing Janet Yellen, we're seeing the, the cabinet in general, the Biden administration, just seem to sort of bumble, fumble, and stumble around on their economic policy. Energy is a key factor, and we see energy is a mess. So how do we get to a soft landing? It might be by dumb luck. Well, you guys talk about on this show the idea that 90% of the things that are weighing down businesses have nothing to do with President Biden. It's a thousand other pinpricks that are holding down businesses at times. Permitting, you talk about that sometimes. Oh, absolutely. The, uh, the, the, there's an, env- an environment uh, that uh, that all businesses have to <coughs> excuse me, have to operate in. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything affects everything when you talk about the economy and uh, I, I wish I had a simple answer but it's not a simple problem okay or you live it but yeah hey we're what two years removed at this point <clears throat> some say it's over uh, some say it's going to linger but uh, I think we're st- we're really starting to understand what several trillion dollars does for uh, 330 million people. Right, and that's government spending that started about, what, four years ago? They really just started doling out money, and uh, since then we've had significant inflation ever since. What is on your old-fashioned open-it-up page-by-page calendar that has... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me turn the pages here. Thank you, Mark. Um, key thing is uh, Tuesday, uh, all over downtown Lewisburg, will be our annual Women's Leadership Symposium. Uh, about 200 women will be get, getting together, uh, spending the day uh, uh, focused on improving their selves, if you will, uh, and, uh, and then being a being assets to their communities, to their businesses, uh, to themselves, to their families, etc. Uh, so that's our Women's Leadership Symposium. It'll be mainly at the campus theater, but spread out all over downtown Lewisburg. Too late to sign up? Uh, you know, <laughs> go ahead and try. <laughs> go ahead. Let's Maybe let's see. What, yeah, I, I know that the gift bags are being assembled uh, this <laughs> afternoon, but uh, um, but you know, you know, the people listening to this show are very sophisticated. They'll figure a way uh, to get in there, uh, love to have. Uh, we we have room. It's a th- it's a whole theater. We have plenty of room. We have a whole uh, downtown mm-hmm. Lewisburg, and then uh, then our next big event will be on December eighth. Our innovation summit uh, that will be at Sun Tech, and we'll be focused not just on broadband alone, but all kinds of innovations. Uh, you've all heard about autonomous vehicles. You've all heard about all the different th- uh, electric charging stations. All those kind of things. We'll be talking a lot about innovation. Uh, in the greater Susquehanna Valley. We will not lose our focus on rural broadband and how important it is, uh, but uh, but we're going to expand the focus this year, and everyone will want to get out to that. All right. Art? Yeah, real quick. quick uh, Bob just mentioned uh, electric charging stations. Let me throw a teaser out there. Rumor has it there's electric charging stations coming to Monroe Township, Snyder County, and as the chair of the chamber... Let me just uh, reiterate what Bob said, how happy we are to have Zach and Kendi on board in this workforce climate we're dealing with. Nicely done. This is WK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. 
Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. The deep voice man did a fabulous job, but he failed to mention that Lynn Hall is our wonderful producer, so we appreciate her help and hard work and coming in and making sure that everything's working okay. She's afraid to touch the tape that's in the recording in front of her, but otherwise she's doing fantastic. So we're always grateful for her help and hard work. We're very glad you are on board, so thank you you so much for joining us. Very glad to see you on the radio. This is On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. They invite you to do what I do a couple of two, three times a month, and that's go to WKOK.com, see what vehicles are down there, find out if the next vehicle that you want is there. Uh, we were glad to say that uh, we were talking about the Ford F-150 Lightning mannequin that they have down there. Uh, we had this, the anecdote came in from one family that used their Ford F-150 had a full tank of gas. It's a hybrid. And they used it for three days to keep things in the freezer. And at the end of the three days, the main electricity wasn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. So they lost the things in the freezer anyway. Mm-hmm. But they kept the house going and had a cooling station set up in their garage uh, using an old room air conditioner for neighbors who were elderly. So they kept uh, really people sticking together in Florida. But the F-150 mm-hmm. was running the power for a short time, for three days until they ran out of Yeah, and the stories are gas. coming out, and we'll have to confirm them. But some of these electric vehicles are sort of burning up. Explosive. Tesla under, uh, vehicle explosion reported Is down it? there. Now, okay. what what do we know more about that yet? Uh, you're, you're hearing all sorts of stories, but these are. But once a combustion engine gets wet, it doesn't work very well. So doesn't do anything. EV should probably be in the same ballpark. But if these are actually blowing up or burning up, there's a safety factor. But I've. I heard, this is a number of years ago, uh, people talked about, you know, when there's an accident and there's EV vehicles, it's it's hazmat to a degree. So, uh, right. well, and believe me, it's not a battery in a car running this. It's a... It's a battery with a, a little it's, passenger it's, seat uh, on top. Yeah, I was going to yep. say, it's a, it's a suitcase. Exactly. It's like two or three suitcases of batteries running these. Uh, 912 9 volts so. with somebody sitting on top. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a big dilemma down in Florida. They said uh, one of the sealed batteries blew up on a Tesla when they went to try to start it. And, um, I mean, an explosion that blew out the bottom of the car. I mm. don't think there was an injury. I could, but we're not, we didn't actually hear too much officially about it. But some folks that are down there are tweeting and saying that 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 happens. So, yeah, got to watch out for that. So be careful. Uh, an electric vehicle is, when it's damaged or destroyed or submerged, probably more dangerous than a combustion engine, I would think. Well, I would say in the construction industry, uh, we were always, utility construction industry, we were always looking for power lines and or if water and electric are around, usually they don't mix very well. So right. I would say an electric car and water is probably going to be the same okay. same scenario, Mark. So uh, yeah, to keep, be continued. Yeah, keep your keep your EV vehicle dry, high and dry. Sound advice if you're talking about the electric Muck E Mustang or the Lightning. Go ahead and drive that Lightning that's down there. They'll be able to get you one in the years ahead. Uh, Joe, I ordered one for him. It was a fantastic mm. platinum Lightning. It was uh, had a sticker of, of more than sixty. Let's leave 
leave it at that. It was on the train car. It even had one peanuts, recall. Peanuts for Joe. Right. Well, that's Six, true. Yeah, he's, he, he, upgrade. If, upgrade to the 70. If he don't spend 80 or 90, he thinks he's wasting his money. Yes. But any event, uh, it was on the train car. It got one recall while it was on the train car, and it was done remotely via satellite. Mm-hmm. It got a chip upgrade and while that was happening. It was delivered to Sunbury Motor Company, and they sold it to what they refer to as a real customer. So, Oh, boy. How sad. <laughs> so Joe's like, wait, I didn't even get to see it. <laughs> so, so, so here's an interesting part of that technology you just talked about. Okay. So let's say uh, you buy a vehicle, a person buys a vehicle, and uh, let's say they feel, eh, maybe they missed a payment. Okay. Maybe they missed a second payment. All oh, of a sudden, okay. you might be driving down the road, and the bank hits a little switch, and oops, your vehicle's not well, working anymore. Well, that's there. So and you look, worry look, about other people hacking yes, into your somebody car. Somebody else hacks in. So, uh, you know, another individual. Jeep had that dilemma where other individuals could hack into their chips. And then... Um, but likewise, one of the big advantages is if your car gets a recall and it's just software or even chips, they can download the proper mm-hmm. information and you don't even need to go to the place. Yeah. Mark, gone are the days of uh, adjusting the carburetor. <laughs> yeah. I still have these little screwdrivers in my garage, but they just sit there. You can use no. them on your glasses and that's about it. Yeah. So. Be, but beware of 1984. <laughs> it, it is here. We, we are living in 1984 technology. Yeah. I was at Best Buy and I was looking at the... Uh, ring doorbell and they mm. say oh and you can monitor you can turn on your lights and your thermostat and it listens all the time and i'm like wait it listens all the time is that where? well california's talking about this saying that they'll control your thermostats they will set your oh, air conditioning at 74 they will set your heat at 70 so yeah big big brother and Big Sister are alive and well yeah. in 2022. Big Brother's not coming. He just moved in. He's living. Oh, he Big Brother bought Big Sister. <laughs> and <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he was living in the attic. He's decided, oh, what the heck? He came downstairs, so he's living in plain sight. All right, On the Mark is sponsored, as I started to say, by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. A little bit later on the show, I'll talk about one particular vehicle. We've been carving out one vehicle and talking about one vehicle each day. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us now. One 800 Tesla's blowing up. Uh, jobless numbers somehow technically going down. And uh, jobs created 215,000, was that? 263,000 jobs created. Mm-hmm. And uh, But so many parts of the economy are booming, and so many parts are zooming downhill. So we can talk about that. 1-800-795-9565. We can talk about the midterm elections. What's the impact of all of this? What's the impact of inflation on the the midterm elections. Will that have a direct impact? So call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Maybe there's a local topic you want to discuss. Uh, fall foliage is up in the northern tier. They're fully alive up in Potter and Bradford County. That'll be coming south in the next two weeks or so. So you can watch that. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We got two questions yesterday for Congressman Muser, we forwarded them both. One came in plenty early, and I just overlooked it, unfortunately. The other one came in, uh, we didn't realize it until afterward. We forwarded both of those (laughs) to the Congressman. We hope to get a response from him, either live or uh, emailically soon. So, uh, listeners, sorry about that. But uh, one, one was enlightening. 
Was it? I, I, actually, I, truth be told, I didn't even read them. I just forwarded them. I think one was about getting back to uh, regular order. Oh, okay. We, we need to, the House and the Senate need to get back to regular order. These continuing resolutions oh, are a joke. that was yours. We yeah. did read that on the air. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that thank was, you that. Was that. A, that was a joke, and, and that needs to happen. So the priorities of the budget by the people who are performing budget need to be understood by the voters so the voters can say, this is what I'd like to vote for, this is not what i like to vote for. Be That's it military, be it social programs, but get to back to regular order instead of these BS continuing resolutions. Well, and that's why midterm elections are important, but 2024 is the end of the world. If we just keep going the way we're going, and we're going, and President Biden's not going to be our next president, let's all be frank about that, but if we don't get a real... Is Frank going to be our next book, president? Frank... No, I thought you said we had to be frank about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Frank, you're going to be our next president. I don't know who our next president. I honestly don't know. If I were a handicapper, I'd say Ron DeSantis is probably leading the pack of 20-some people in the conversation. But I asked Congressman Muser about that. He said he's just super serving the people in the 9th District, and that's his whole thing. So uh, maybe Congressman Keller will pop up as a presidential candidate. A lot of folks mm-hmm. think he's ready for that. So Well, I... I mean, it is, as you would say, if everyone's throwing their hat in the ring, the problem in the past was a lot of people weren't allowed to put their hat in the ring. Now, I believe the problem now is too many hats get in the ring on both parties. Right. And uh, you see some. But if somebody catches fire or if somebody loses uh, some credibility in some way, you see them dissolve real quick. I mean, we we have a vice president now. That is, you know, they checked boxes and got her in, but she couldn't make it to the caucuses in Iowa. Uh, So you just never know what's going to happen. And timing, I mean, we talked about real estate in the first half hour. You know, location, location, location. In politics, markets, timing, timing, timing. All right, one 800 we got some very... Oh, we got a caller. I guess I will do the headlines after. I don't want to stand away through headlines, then the break. Go. <laughs> sorry, sir, you go right ahead. You're on the mark. Good morning. You you made a statement, Mark, about, uh, you know, the rising prices. None of it's Biden's fault. No, no, I said 90% of it isn't Biden's fault when it comes to hampering business. He certainly has done many things... Uh, inflationary. Uh, the most egregious of it is not sealing the border. I think the, probably the biggest drag on inflation that we we really don't talk about is a porous border. But this is in a business conversation. Ninety percent of the things these guys complain about at this table, President Biden didn't do, but he did do ten percent of them. One of which is uh, inflationary, porous border. So well, I understand. I would say real quick. I think you're talking about because I have the note written down here. When the Trump administration left, inflation was down at 2%. Uh, right now it's at 83 8.4%. So something happened in the two years that the Biden administration was in. Oh, yeah. I mean, energy is the biggest thing. Yesterday, gas prices went up 20 cents everywhere. Oh, oh my gosh. It's crazy. 20 cents one day. And that's, you know... Now everybody at Biden will take no claim, no no uh, responsibility for any of that because you know it's not Biden's fault. He says that's Putin's fault and the, and, and the Arabs' fault and everybody else's fault. But when it starts coming down a penny or two, oh, it's all Biden to Biden's credit. I don't get how that works. Somebody needs to explain that to me. Now, is the uh, the reserves we're still drawing down Federal reserves? When do and we? That, s- 
Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know much about that. Go ahead. Well, that that's a problem. We continue, and from my understanding, what I've seen is he going to continue drawing that down and not filling it at a premium price. See, in 2020, Trump wanted to fill it when when crude oil was down to almost nothing. He wanted to fill it up, and the Democrats said no, which would have been a perfect time to fill it up, wouldn't it have? When it, when you can get it really really cheap, you, you take it and you, and, and, so. and you fill it up. Now he's selling it at whatever he's selling it at to our enemies. Because it's going all over the world. China's buying a lot of it. But he's going to have to fill Eventually, it's going to have to be filled back up. Because if it's not filled up, we're going to be in real trouble if something does happen that we hope never happens. And we're going to pay a premium price to fill it. But that's not why you called. Well, that, that's one reason. Because the inflation is what it is. I mean, I, I looked on a, re, a receipt I had there from, from Giant. You know, back on nine fifteen, I bought a dozen eggs. You know how much they were? They were two dollars and twenty two cents. All right. Last, well, I think it was Saturday, Sunday. I went there. They were over three dollars and thirty nine cents. I believe they were for the same dozen eggs. So, what's going on? What happened in the last month with the egg production that they went up over a dollar? No, it's, it's greedy. Does anybody chickens. know? It's greedy chickens. I mean, that's the Green Biden administration. Chicken, well, chicken, chicken food, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, the feed no, that it's, it's the farmer greed. has to put it in has it, gone up. It's corporate greed. It's the greed of the farmer. It's the greed of the chicken. I mean, it's, uh, it's Mark, everything uh, yeah. else. I mean, but. Ben, Ben, let me explain something to you about the greed of the farmer. The farmer takes the price that the middleman gives him, okay? The farmer, most farmers cannot set the price that they receive for their product. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, so you exactly can't go right. to greed of the farmer. No, no, I'm saying the Biden administration, the Wolf administration, a lot of the Democratic folks will blame it on whoever. There's an excuse for almost every problem that comes out of the uh, White House in these days. And you point yeah, out... No point. matter who's there, you're right. Yeah, no, it's Republican and Democrat. But right now, it's, it seems the Democrats have more excuses for <laughs> inflation, for crime, for whatever. This will be the longest two years you ever mm, had. Yeah. But but Stan, you're right though. And the farmers, I mean, th- these are these. You want to talk about sweat equity? Spend a day, spend two days with a farmer, and what they go through. And then you see, as you said, the middleman sets prices, and you know, it, milk is a disaster. How these farm, how these dairy farmers are staying in business? God bless them because they are making it work. How I was smoking mirrors, but they're making it work. But again, the agricultural pricing, the ag, the ag business economic model is is all over the place and people can't get their arms around it i know i lived it for 20 years i know mm. i mean you, you put it in and look what happened this year you know the month of july and august there was just about zero rain and the crops are a disaster around this area and a good part of the area good part of the state from my understanding so you know when they when they go they put you know the the input costs were exorbitant higher than they've probably ever been at ever and now what they're going to get out of it is next to nothing. Yeah, all right, yeah. the soybean crop, my brother cut his beans, some of them, I didn't say all of them, but they were getting about 15 bushels of the acre, when normally they would get 50 to fifty to 60, sometimes higher, depending right. on the year. And the price? So I don't, I don't care what soybeans bring. You know, they could be up to $20, maybe at $20 a bushel, they might break even, but they're never going to hit that. But at the current price, at 15 bushels the acre, they're losing money. All right, we got you. Well, All right, thank you so much, Stan. Yeah, the farm bill All needs right. to be redone to help it. farmers, especially fall 
you know, not agribusiness, not the major major farm corporations, but we're talking about uh, the dairy farmers in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, the the uh, cattle farmers out west, but but the small farming communities and those family businesses, the farm bill should work for them as much as it works for big big agribusiness. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. we got quite a bit to unpack here. we got the latest jobless numbers. Some things are booming in the economy. The worker unemployment rate is still low, but the worker shortage is beyond acute, now up to crisis. As far Quiet as far as retirement, Mark. Quiet retirement. Is that what it is? Yeah, a lot of folks get to 60-something and start to ease up a little bit. They just say, well, this is my fate for 40 more years here or 30 more years. You know, I'll live on what I'm going to live on and just go from there. Maybe get a part-time job. A lot of part-time jobs are paying a lot of money. So that's uh, we do see that out there. So 1-800-795-9565. What's your view in the economy? President Biden's role in inflation and fuel prices. Talked a little bit about that. Uh, Who's going to be our next president? We do need somebody that's got a little wisdom under their belt to get uh, the nation back in gear. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market, Text us at 70236. One of our uh, good listeners sends us a note. Uh, somebody sent him some talking points about uh, the uh, Congressman Muser, so we'll read those on the air. They're all question marks, so I don't think I forwarded this to the Congressman. We'll have to see what his view is on that. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Call us now with your opinion, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. People have responded to all of those. I have to do very brief news headlines here. APs reporting 11 people have been charged with felony counts of animal cruelty for incidents that happened on Plainville Farms facilities, including one unspecified farm in Union County, the exact location not disclosed, but a half a dozen individuals charged there by the state police with cruelty to animal. One of the Plainville farms is in Union County. The state's newly launched addiction, treatment, locator, assessment, and standards platform is up and running, and it's working, says Ellen Domenico, the State Department of Drug and Alcohol Program's Deputy Secretary. We have over 500 of our 800 facilities that have already joined, and Atlas gives real-time good information for people who are looking for a treatment provider to understand better what each of those providers offer and whether it will meet the needs that they have. 
All right, that's Ellen D. Domenico, and she's talking about Atlas. More information at WKOK.com, treatmentatlas.org, their website. And AP, in his campaign for a crucial U.S. Senate seat, Democrat John Fetterman takes credit for reinventing Pennsylvania's lieutenant governor office, transforming it from a political pit stop to a bully pulpit from which he's advanced his progressive causes. Records from Fetterman's four years in office show a different portrait of his time in the $179,000 a year elected job. They show Fetterman typically kept a light work schedule and was often absent from state business, including presiding over the state Senate, which is one of his chief duties. According to an AP review of his daily activities, the review found Fetterman's daily schedule was blank through one-third of the workday from 2019 when he first took office until May of this year when he suffered a stroke. Then it was completely blank. Even on days where his schedule showed he had an event, uh, it only lasted four or five hours. Fetterman says his absences are simply because the calendar at the office does not show his real work of helping Pennsylvania, working on the Board of Pardons and helping to legalize weed, standing up for unions and raising the minimum wage. He says his calendar doesn't reflect the actual work that he has Why done. Why wouldn't it reflect that? I guess he doesn't. T- well, he's like the President Trump, you know, did all his work on the cell phone. So during it didn't really matter until January 6th when it showed no calls from the president's office to stop I don't know the if thing. General Tr- uh, President Trump and Lieutenant Governor Fetterman have anything to do with it. Fetterman was inept as a mayor of Braddock. How he got to be lieutenant governor, you know, people voted him in. And the other thing is he's the Democratic nominee for the U.S. Senate, and Connor Lamb was supposed to be the uh, next rising star in the Democratic Party, but John Fetterman's resume makes Swiss cheese look like a full piece. When Fetterman was mayor, no one died in Braddock at all whatsoever. Crime was up in Braddock. Crime was up. Nobody died uh, for any cause. Even if you were 100 years old, you didn't die die. while he was mayor. Yeah, you know why? Because they took him outside the boundaries of Braddock and they passed Boom. away. <laughs> but okay. uh, and drop you no, in John, John, John Fetterman is, uh, is, is a very questionable resume, and it seems like the Democrats who try to talk to have a conversation, they come back to, well, Oz isn't from Pennsylvania. Well, Says the man who did not vote for Dr. Oz, so there we go. One of our listeners sends us a note, OTM inflation started after COVID, nothing to do with the president. Um, let's see. Bird flu is the reason for the high egg prices. Yeah, that's definitely a factor mm, there. A but every other ago. price is up, too. Yeah. And plus, we had profiteering like crazy on the corporate level. Mm. It's ridiculous. OPEC cutting supply is the reason for gas prices going up, not the president. And uh, that's mm. actually not true either. No, but anyway, supply, but you can yeah. check that. Petroleum fields, the science is well documented. And finally, one, employee shortage and work ethic is the problem. A local manufacturer is paying $100 extra per week if workers punch in and out on time, and some still don't qualify. Joe, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm calling. Uh, you sort of touched on it here uh, with Fetterman. You guys were talking about Fetterman the other day and, and wanted people's um, opinion and everything. One, one thing I can't understand is that, yeah, I understand that uh, Oz definitely has his faults. And, and I can see people with with question marks on Oz. But what I really don't understand is just the support for Fetterman. Uh, the guy has done absolutely nothing. He's 
far to the left of Bernie Sanders and, and even Democrats who are fed up with this administration, uh, the crisis at the border, the job that, that Biden's done, because they're Democrats, they're still going to vote for Fetterman. It's it's sort of like the definition of insanity. Um, <laughs> you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And uh, it's just something that, that I can't wrap my head around. I, I guess I shouldn't be that naive. But at the same time, it, you have some people. I heard a few weeks ago Steve was on the show as a guest host, and, and he, he was going on about how Fetterman is is a true typical working man Pennsylvanian and and boy I, I know a lot of uh, blue-collar workers in Pennsylvania men and women and and Fetterman's nothing like them I mean he really hasn't held a job and, and even you know he, he was absent really as the, the mayor of Braddock and he really hasn't done anything as lieutenant governor he sort of just slid through both positions and and uh, and I I understand people, their attitude might be, well, he's not Oz, but didn't anybody learn anything from the last election when when people said, well, Biden's not Trump? You know, and, and look, here here we are. <laughs> That's kind well, of Well, yeah, the point, the point with Fetterman is he has a very, very flimsy resume, and you, you talked about it, So, but he has portrayed himself and created a, a cult of personality type of atmosphere around him. Uh, without his health issues, he wasn't, uh, I, I didn't think he had any real credibility. I mean, look at his foundation, look at his uh, what he's done and hasn't done, and look how he's done things. And in Harrisburg, for the last couple of years since he was lieutenant governor, I mean, Wolf's have kept him more than arm's length away, if you've noticed that. And the other thing is his peers down there, his peers, Democratic and Republican, people who talk to are like, "Mm," like Democrats says, well, we wish he was better. Republicans say he's just not good. And, you know, but he portrays himself, like I said, as this you know, super. He had a he had a TV ad that says, I forget, I'm paraphrasing it, but it came out and they took it off now. But it says, "Well, I'm not really a normal person." <laughs> well, okay, yeah, yeah, I would like somewhat of a normal person, maybe normal to be a politician. USA. Well, I think he's a person, but anyway, if he said politician, but again, he's he's very, uh, I think, superficial, and, I, and it's starting to show. When you don't pay your taxes, when you do some things that are coming out, it's like, boy, that doesn't show well. We'll see what happens with the voters. And if the, if the and the only thing I hear really from the Democrat side is that, well, Oz isn't really from Pennsylvania. Well, he must meet some sort of criteria to run for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania, just as other states has their own criteria. Well, and, and we've seen this with other elections, uh, Hillary Clinton, and, and there's been a couple other. They, you know, Robert you know, Kennedy, you know, back lot, in the 60s. Robert yeah. Kennedy went to New York. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of politicians, it, a lot of it, it is ego-based. Um, I, I generally think that, that Oz does see an issue and, 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 you know, wants to be a part of the solution. I, I more or less think Fetterman... Uh, has his own agenda, and it's it's a pretty scary agenda if you look at it. Well, one of our listeners said the other week, "Don't worry about it; he's just going to be a senator." <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah. don't, don't we want somebody with reasonable views there? But anyway, well, he claims he's had jobs and you know the AmeriCorps and working in his folks insurance agency and doing studies and getting degrees and claims to have been a good mayor of Braddock. So we can go back and you know look at that uh, record. But I think a lot of folks just say he's going to be much better than Doctor. 
Oz who they resent because of, you know, the, either the quackery or the carpetbaggery or whatever you say. So he's going to be better off. And you are right. There are tons of Republicans that say, even though Oz is deeply flawed, I'm going to vote for him because he's Republican. There are a lot of folks that are going to say, well, the Fetterman is really deeply flawed, but I'm going to vote for him anyway because he's a Democrat. Joe, we'll give you 10 more seconds. Go right ahead and wrap up. Well, I just think that uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, they they look at this and, like you said, well, he's just going to be a senator. But, uh, you know, look where we're at right now. We're we're 50-50 split. And, uh, you know, just being a senator, that, that, that can make a big difference for yeah. some uh, big decisions yep. here for Election. the country moving forward. Yep. The uh, midterms are important, but 2024 is the end of our life. So, all right, thank you so much, Good. Joe. Thanks for checking in. Very much appreciate it. All right. Hold on, callers. i got to hit this button. We'll be back in less than three minutes. Thank you so much, Lynn mm-hmm. Hall, fabulous producer. Yes. I'm Mark Lawrence. Ben Reckley, our good conservative co-host here today. I portray a bad liberal on the radio. <laughs> Dan portrays a good conservative from New Berlin. He's on the line now. Dan, thanks for your patience, first and foremost. You're on the mark. You bet. Good morning, guys. Well, you know, Mark, you said about the 90% isn't Biden's fault, but I have to disagree very strongly. I think 90% of the inflation problem is right at Biden and his administration's door when they became the enemy of fossil fuel. That, that just put the kibashi to our, our economy like, like anyone can see it, what it's done to us. When you become the enemy of fossil fuels, you're going to have major inflation when you don't encourage drilling and pumping it out of the ground like they have done. So I put 90, at least 90% of the problem at the administration's doorstep. They own it. They own it. So Inflation you're talking about, or everything. Yeah, they own it no. because of what they've done to fossil fuel. Our whole economy depends on fossil fuels mostly to this day. Farmers included, they all need they have to pay a higher price for their fossil, for their fuel, their diesel. A lot of them use diesel and gasoline. All that just affects all of us. Well, Dan, I, Dan I think you're only talking about a, a portion of it, though, and you're saying that affects our economy, the energy side, but look to the next step, look at national security, and then look at foreign policy, where if we had a vibrant energy policy that drove our economy, we would also be able to influence Europe and by selling them natural gas instead of them getting it from Russia. So, you know, you see all the pieces of the puzzle came together. The Biden administration seemed to think that wasn't in the United States' best interest, and the Biden administration seems to be owned by the green environmental policy folks. So that's sort of where we're at. I agree. I agree. And, you know, I think here's my question, Ben. You, you want to answer it. It's all right if you don't. Could anybody be that uh, ignorant that would believe that by doing what they've done to the fossil fuels that we would gain ground and be better off? 
can anybody be that dumb, or is this deliberate sabotage well, of might, our own country? It might be a combination of both. There's a there's a land called Mark. Tobia. Hey, wait I've, a minute. I've heard it discussed on this radio Everything show. Everything is very idyllic so, there, so don't but, get us uh, You know, up. you have people who feel passionate about green, but those we, are those are real folks. We a lot of those solar. people are passionate about green money, how much money they can make. Up. Look at Al Gore. Look at John Kerry. Look at the groups that are making big money off of the climate change, climate policies that they're putting out. So follow the money and it will tell you uh, the hypocrisy runs deep, but I would say there's 20%, 30% of those people who live it really believe it and are passionate about it. Those people are there, but there's a large percentage that are just here for the money and the hypocrisy runs deep. All right, we got you, Dan. Thank you so much. Okay, you guys have a great week. Hey, you too, buddy. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, we've got one open line, 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners emailers and says, this is a hilarious show. You say Fetterman is bad? Look at who the Republicans are voting for. 299 election deniers are running. Idiots like Herschel Walker, Carrie Lake, and the list is long, says our good listener, Tom. Mm, those two might be, uh, one might be a governor and one might be a U.S. senator, so... We'll hope that they aren't too idiotic if they get those positions. Mark, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, you just took away a, a number of issues I was going to talk about. Uh, I second that. Of course, uh, the regulations have been tightened up, too, on our, on our ability to uh, be efficient with the economy. So, But uh, I, uh, you missed something I think yesterday. Uh, uh, the President Biden said that we're closer to World War III than... Uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis are just about the same. Uh, and uh, I'm getting very worried uh, that there is going to be a tactical nuke uh, used in Europe, and, and it could uh, could lead to uh, escalation. Um, I, I just, uh, and on another thing, too, uh, does our emergency uh, personnel in this area and throughout the state have Geiger counters? Because when I was raised back in 62, when I was a kid, uh, uh, the uh, fire department had them, and we also had a uh, civil defense official that had one, at least two in the community. Do we have that today? I'm sorry, I don't know the answer the to that. Shelters? To go to the shelters type scenario? No, I'm talking about a radio, uh, radiation detector. Oh, Geiger I'm sorry. counter. I'm sorry. Geiger yeah, counter. They have them up in Columbia and Luzerne County, I know that. Well, I think the communities throughout the, the state and throughout the country should have one because uh, he he's starting to really unnerve me when he's talking about stuff like this. Right. I think we're I know uh, I know Trump's personality is not very damn good, but uh, a lot of his policies work, especially the economy and on the border and all. And uh, he could just keep his mouth shut and, and be uh, more temperate <laughs> with his uh, his. Uh, his personality. Uh, if he gets the nomination, I'll definitely vote for him. But uh, uh, I, I don't know if we're going to even make it. Uh, that's how bad things are getting. I talked to you uh, on this before, but uh, that's what Biden said yesterday. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for calling in. Take care. Much appreciated. We've got a couple of open lines. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners says, uh, Candidate Fetterman is hiding his resume and his failed record, much like President Biden did at this time three years ago. If egg prices went up because of bird flu, which there has been news of an outbreak lately, 
why didn't they come down after the outbreak? And another listener says, mm. employee shortage and work ethic is the problem. A local manufacturer is paying a... Oh, I already read that yeah, one. But, but you know what? That's, that that's interesting that the basics that you grew up with, I grew up but basic fundamentals around the world, wherever you work or an employee or as an owner of a business, you set up standards. You usually show up a little early and you usually stay a little late. Now, now you have to be paid to do that. That's that's quiet, the real world. Quiet quitting. All right, in, we're going to talk about the Mark, Sunbury Motor Company. In Marktopia, though, can you punch in later and punch in early? No, everybody okay. toils at Marktopia. The work <laughs> ethic is ridiculous. Plus, we uh, don't have any I, fossil fuels. I think there so. needs to be T-shirts. I'd like to live or go to Marktopia. Um, you're going to have to tone down <laughs> a little of this. Sorry, buddy. All right, Bob, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Yeah, when it comes to fossil fuels, I guess nobody believes in what's going on around the world with all the fires and floods and stuff like that. This is what's causing our global warming is the fossil fuels. No, no, so no. We have more than enough fossil fuels already. We need to go to natural gas. It was all caused by President Biden. Well, you know that. Natural gas is a fossil fuel. Well, it's not as bad damaging as it is drilling for the gasoline in the oceans that they do, and that destroys our, our world. Temporarily true, as but not as true. As no goes, he, he's a landlord. He's uh, proved to me that he never paid his taxes on properties. Uh, he was in, involved in a group that didn't pay taxes on dozens and dozens, 60 properties, I yeah, think they had. And, uh, now, that's that's a fact, Jack. I mean, there's no argument about that. He claims they had... Some well, they, they lost their bomb. properties for not paying their taxes, right? Uh, no, I think they paid yeah, them they before paid they, they were leaned. Sure, Pennsylvania. So. I think they got them back before yeah, they were leaned. Yeah, sold, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were liens on them. They only had a lien on them. They weren't up for share or sale. There's a slight difference. But in any event, he has an explanation for that. Says, you know, either it was an oversight or they had something better to do with the money. It doesn't really matter. Suffice to say, the municipality wanted the tax dollars from either he or the organization, and they had to wait and wait and wait and take a lot of extra expense to try to get it at the last minute. That's not an ideal way to serve a municipality, to starve them out of the tax money that they're depending on, so that's not an ideal. His resume is quite thin. There's no argument about that. Transparent would might be another word for it. If he's uh, beefed up his resume, maybe with uh, some commercial worker on owning something, maybe that would be slightly different. So folks see right through that. But a lot of folks are supporting him because he's a Democrat. A lot of folks support Dr. Oz now. That's why They're Oz is supporting important. him because he's from Pennsylvania, and he's worked in Pennsylvania his whole life. Well, that's he a didn't factor. He come in here to try and take things away from the fake news media that believes that Trump is the president. Bob, if the table That's tables... all it's all about. They're trying to get people in our, in our state that are going to try and screw up our election the next time. That's what it's all about. Yeah, if, I would tell you that if the tables were turned and Fetterman was the carpetbagger and Oz was the native, people, the numbers would still be the same. There's more Democrats in Pennsylvania, so Fetterman mm, has a lead. But that's come down, though. That has well, come Fetterman down. Fetterman earned his money, honestly, and Dr. Oz took money from anybody that was willing <laughs> to buy a fake pill. Okay. Dr. Oz works like 14 hours a day, so I'm not going to... He well, doesn't deserve his this, money. Though, but, but, let me ask you this, though. Dr. Oz came about through a, uh, a lady that has been sainted by the media, and she's sort of uh, 
I guess you could say, noticeably quiet. So Conspicuously absent. Yeah, so <laughs> if she came out, Oz would win by anywhere from 8 to 12 points. So uh, we'll see if Oprah Winfrey keeps her silence all through the election. She's not allowed to endorse Republicans in yes. a, with a personal ethic. Bob, we'll give you 10 more seconds. Go right ahead. Oh. Okay, uh, we'll all take I can it. say is uh, <laughs> get out and vote and uh, make a change. And if you didn't get your COVID vaccine, go get it now. Did you get your ballot oh, yet? Boy. In the mail yet? No, I didn't. I think I'm going to go. To, I'm actually going to go in person this year. No, oh, good for you. Okay. Which COVID vaccine Thank is you. this now? Is the this bivalent vaccine okay. that takes care of two things. Well, and your flu, flu shot. Flu M? You can't. You're, I don't think you're supposed to get the flu shot and the bivalent vaccine at the same time. So yeah. you have to so, pick so one. Go to Wise's what, what, one day for one and CVS what, the next day. What number day for the is other. this? Number eight? Number nine on the variant chart? Uh, uh, good. Six, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. S- number oh, six boy. strain of vaccine, I think. Something like that. Well, be healthy. Do, do what you feel you need to do to be healthy. Talk to your doctor and be healthy. And ignoring doctor's orders is a national pastime. <laughs> we found that <laughs> really? out about John Fetterman. All right. To Oops. be continued. 1 800 795 9565. We've got time for another caller. We still have our Congressman Muser remark to read out loud. We'd love to hear from you, though. 1 800 795 9565. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. How do candidates across the country afraid to debate their Republican opponents? What are they hiding from? Actually, it's people on both sides. It's both guys uh, are really against uh, yeah. debating. I haven't seen a lot of Republicans. Well, what about Doug Mastriano? He won't even appear oh, in public. Okay, Mastriano would be a local one who wouldn't. But I'm trying. To, I'm thinking of yeah, he's terrible. Washington, Arizona. Uh, we'll see what. Uh, the Georgia Herschel US doesn't want to debate. Well, no, they're debating. Um, let's see. Why has Fetterman scrubbed his website of his support for the Marxist organization Black Lives Matter? Sounds suspicious to me. And Fetterman's wife came to this country illegally. It's on his website. Somehow she got a green card instead of being deported. Uh, yep, she, sa- she, she says too. they lived in a one-room apartment as illegal immigrants for 15 years. After 15 years of living in the shadows, she received her green card in 2004 and became a U.S. citizen in 2009. Uh, she was claims to have been brought here hmm. as the child of an illegal immigrant. So if DACA had existed then, maybe she would have done that. Well, we see what's going on with DACA. But also, too, Kanye West has come out with a new style T-shirt. No white lives matter. So right? uh, that, that's and the, I believe the, he says black lives matter is a scam. Uh, black or lives matter has some real credibility problems. Something? I forget. Real anyway. credibility within their organization. Another listener says Bob still pushing the COVID jab. Uh, you <laughs> do 
You do you, Bob. Oh, I got you. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm with you now. Sorry, Doug. Bob, still pushing the COVID jab? You do you, Bobby. But those of us who chose not to get the unproven jab are just fine with our decision not to take any experimental shots, exclamation point. Something to be said for that by the people who chose to. Again, talk to your doctor, see what happens. But a lot of doctors are caught up in the uh, big pharma medical scenarios. But, you know, you've got to go understand what your doctor's talking about, but never be afraid to get a second or third opinion. Another listener says, I wonder if Dan Muser has evolved in thought. He signed a Texas amicus brief to object to our Commonwealth's elections, but didn't object to his own election that year. He objected to certification of electoral college votes in one or more states. He made false or irresponsible public statements against democratic systems. He voted against impeachment or conviction of Donald Trump. He voted against creating an independent commission to investigate the January 6th attack. He voted against holding Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress. He objects to President Biden's hot mic comments, but nothing about the many on-mic um, ex-presidents on-mic moments, as our good listener Doug. Thank you for that. Yeah, Doug's, A different Doug than the previous yeah, one. Yeah, some, some of those we could go through and, and discuss in detail, but again... Um, well, he's just a good Republican. Things, yeah, that's one of the things about the January 6th insurrection, ironically, nobody's been charged for insurrection. So if oh, that's not true. Didn't they have a, 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 for insurrection? Right. L- look at what aren't people, some of the oath keepers. Look what they're being charged for. Look what the Justice Department's doing. Insurrection is not coming up. So we'll see. Joe Biden uh, is going to put the executive order in. A small part of it is very positive to relook at uh, January or look at uh, marijuana as a uh, tier one. Uh, drug. Hold on. Notable sentences. Oh, on March 8, 2022, Capital arrest so far. The list of people who's been charged. Oh, conspiracy, they sedition. Charged, right, they weren't charged. With, they used sedition instead. I got gotcha. you. Enjoy tonight. Uh, Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. One thousand. Football game for the Seals wow. Seals football program. That's exciting. Hey, folks, try out the Hyundai Accent. Uh, less than $20,000 vehicle, 33 miles to the gallon. It's at the Sunbury Motor Company. Check it out at sunburymotors.com. We thank them for being our sponsors. This is WKOK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.